This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode has no spoilers, but mentions a multitude of movies, including Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet. For full list, please see show notes. And welcome to A Court of Phantoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing Strictly Ballroom, the first movie in Baz Luhrmann's The Red Curtain trilogy, but the third movie that we watched. And I think that order was the way to go. Yeah, we unintentionally went backwards, but I'm glad we did. There were, I feel like I picked up, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that I picked up a lot of little things, um, but I, I liked it. I had never heard of this movie, with the exception of <laughs> Laura always said, oh my God, have you seen Strictly Ballroom? It's another movie by Baz Luhrmann. And I said, no, I haven't even heard of it. I would, you know, I mean, it's from 1992. So by the time we were watching movies, it was way outside of the the time frame that people were probably talking about it. But this was so fun. This was such a good movie. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Due to, you know, life and everything. And again, disclaimer, I am recording in our new house in our new city. So there's an echo. I'm sorry. Sam just wants me to point that out. But (laughs) uh, we have not talked about this at all. I didn't even know when you started watching it or like when you ended it we haven't talked about it at all so you loved it tell me tell me everything i loved i loved it like i said the only thing that i knew about it was that this is one of your favorite movies this is one of your favorite movies like like with everything which i absolutely love you've seen this hundreds of times and you're like did you watch it yet did you watch it yet did you and i go it's on my list it's on my list we always talk about it until i go we said, let's let's just finish up the Red Curtain trilogy. We'll go for it. And I go, okay, well, now I'm being forced to watch it, which is great because it's like an assignment for me and <laughs> I'm very task-oriented. And it was, I don't know why I didn't jump at it because I love every single dan- dancing movie. I love Take the Lead, Center Stage. I mean, the way people rush to the theaters for they don't even care that there's like 15 Fast and Furious. They still want to see it again. That's how I am with Step Up. I go, oh my god, another Step Up. Still seeing it. I love dance movies. So the fact that I didn't run to this and didn't make a, pri- a priority... I, I have I have no I have no reason why I have no I have no excuse. I think it was just always going to be something that I was like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and now I got to it, and, and now you got to it, and you loved it. So ballroom dancing is that something that you were familiar with? Like I was familiar with it because I really do love Take the Lead. I love Antonio Banderas. I love Jenna Dewan. Dewan, I don't know if I'm saying her last name. Um. 
obviously dancing with the stars i watched before it's like in its 90th season i don't know um <laughs> but it was always some i mean i know clearly that there it's you know it starts off as this mockumentary type style there's a lot of camp there's a lot of theatrics obviously there's politics in anything not just this world but i feel like as much as it's satire probably some of this isn't far off <laughs> just 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 the drama of it all um i uh, the, the, i i I, li- I liked it i was i was sucked in first five minutes because of baz's style i feel like this is more synonymous with his work particularly with moulin rouge's style than i don't want to see any of his other things i think they were the most similarly comparable oh absolutely and we briefly discussed this earlier but this movie and moulin rouge you can see where the groundwork for Moulin Rouge was laid in this movie. Like Roxanne was pulled straight from this. Some yeah. of the dance scenes were pulled straight from this. Some of the shots were pulled straight from this. Um, the the framing of some people. Yes, I was going to say the framework with the close-ups in their faces. Yep. Um, I, I was through, and we'll have the links in the show notes. Some of the links that I found, they had even acknowledged the fact that close-ups in movies are typically there to convey some sort of emotion, to bring you into the character for foreshadowing, perhaps, when this was clearly for comedy, you know, to just, you know, exaggerate the characters and really more of a caricature, if you will, of the uh, of like the main characters and the side characters of this movie. It's just it's just so fantastic. Another thing that this movie reminds me of, though, is have you ever seen Best in Show? No, it's it's a it's a dark comedy, I guess, satire about like um, dog right. competitions. Oh, I was going to say it sounds like a like a Westminster dog show. Kind of and thing. it's it's hilarious. Uh, it's it's very similar to this where it's just like where if you take a step back, you're like, oh, my God, it's not that important. Like none of this is really that important. And I feel like that is really kind of conveyed in this movie in the mm-hmm. beginning where they talk about um the the title that they want Scott to win, right? Where it's like this long ass, it's like the Pan Pacific Grand Prix, uh-huh. uh, something, Western something, something, yeah. something like uh, A one amateur, like something, something, and you're just like, uh, 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 okay, <laughs> this. <laughs> it's not just like the championship, you you know? It's right. Like, it's this small like kind of regional thing. It's it's not like. <laughs> On, on a grand stage. And it's just, it's so funny. It's so fantastic. Um, so Jez, take me, take me through kind of like your reactions to this because I feel like the costumes and like the yellow dress in the beginning is just so, <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful. Um, you know, we've got Ken and Ken is in, you know, number 69, which makes I me love- laugh. You're just like, oh, right away. You just know what kind of guy he is. And, you know, that is that is like simple, like storytelling. Oh, my God. It's so good. You know who he reminded me of? The Ken Railings character. I felt like he was 
like a combination of and granted this is very it's not that but Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy (laughs) and then also it almost made me feel like Stanley Tucci when he's Caesar Flickerman in the Hunger Games like it was a melding of them when really it's the other way around kind of Uh, it's it's just it's so good i had to like remind myself okay like 92 92 92 92 australia so you've got you know the and and australia like 92 australia but also like competitive ballroom dancing that is its own thing like i was a competitive like high school like cheerleader we did like nationals and stuff like that is its own thing there's like you know Tips and tricks. When you want to talk about, like, if that was Australia ballroom dancing, you also have English ballroom dancing. And then to go with the, like, high school competitive cheerleading, um, cheerleading specifically in the South is a lot different than competitive cheering in other regions. And I mean, you could, the same can be said about, you know, football in the South. I would watch ballroom dancing on, like, a local, like, cable access channel. Right. Like, where I lived, like, it would just, like, be on, and I'd be like, what is this? And then I would get sucked in. And that's the only place, now that you say that, I feel like, I guess I did have early early exposure. It was always, like, on a local PBS at, like, four in the afternoon or something Mm -hmm. random. Yeah. And, And it'd be, like, a competition, and they'd have, like, different... I like styles and stuff. So just like this. And, and I, and I love it. So, uh, so let's, let's break down the movie a little bit and then talk about, uh, Jess did some research on this, y'all. You are going to love it. No, uh, I'm a you are going to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, so Jess did some research. We're going to talk about the research. We're going to talk about the movie and then we're going to talk about some themes. Uh, so let's talk about Scott. Um, something that I really appreciate is that these are all like, like dancers, like they can all really dance which is really great. And like Fran, um, the actress that plays Fran is like from the stage show, which is where this originated. I didn't know that. Yeah, they brought her I didn't own. know. She- That's really cool. Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the background. Like you said, yeah. this started off as a stage play, mm-hmm. a 30, 35 minute stage play by Baz. So he, in an EW interview, Entertainment Weekly interview that he had, we're linking in the sh- show notes. Um, the interviewer basically asked, like, is this kind, did you kind of take inspiration the way Sylvester Stallone did with Rocky and pitching this and kind of taking it on his own? He goes, he mentioned that the way Sylvester Stallone did that in the 80s, when the stage play was from 84 or 85, inspired him to work that stage play and pitch it that way for this 92 film. Oh, that's that's, that's so great. I, I, I love it so much. I love it so much. And of course, uh, his mother was a ballroom dancer and he uh, was also um, a, a dancer. So they yeah. have like exposure to this world. So this is like, you know, not true to life. Obviously, this is like... But, but it feels like it's like when, when you talk about family, like you're allowed to talk shit about your family. But if anybody else did, you'd come for them. That's where I feel like because he has that background and that familiarity, even if, you know, if there's, you know, some satire or like some dramatization, he can do it because he has He's that, in it. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. But he goes, God forbid anybody else try to come for him. Nobody would be happy. <laughs> nobody would be happy. Nobody would be happy. Okay. So tell me, tell me about Scott. Do we like Scott? I like Scott. Scott was cute. 
Scott is like, cute. Like, you know, you know, I feel like we're such, like, cinephile nerds right now. You know Jake in 16 Candles, mm-hmm. where he was hot then, and he, you could watch it now, and you're like, Jake is still, still hot. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel Scott is. Scott was cute then, and so I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please, okay, Scott, let's go for still it. Hot. But he had, I mean, c- clearly his character was like, he, he grew up in a ballroom dancing family, so ballroom dancing was life he knew nothing outside i mean it's what he even says it within the first 15 minutes like i've been training for this since i was six that is all he knew because his parents were competitive ballroom dancers and when they no longer were actively competing they opened their own dance studio and trained for the the future competitors Right, right. And oh, and there's a twist. Oh, we'll talk about the twist going up, which, oh, so sad. Okay. So Scott uh, has a partner and she's wonderful. And I believe her name is Liz. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have Australian accents is set in Australia. So like Les is uh, the other instructor at the studio, but Liz is Scott's partner. So you have right. to, they're, they're different people. Um, and I love Liz. She like screams. She's very dramatic. Her hair, like every everything, bangs. The bangs. Oh, the bangs. <laughs> oh, the bangs. But the rhinestones, like in the fan of the. Oh at my god. One point. At one point. I, well, not one point. It was really like right at the beginning. I w- I thought that they were being dramatic with the costuming, but then I realized everything is accentuated in these competitions, just like when you think, you know, kids are wearing, you know, theater makeup, essentially, like, that's what it is. So at first I thought it it was just trying to mock and be over the top. And I go, oh, no, this was the 90s. This is like legit. This is what it was. This is what it was. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so Scott, poor Scott, you know, you know, you know, God problems scott wants to dance his own steps and nobody will let him dance his own steps (laughs) (laughs) the drama Uh, but in this context it's not silly it's it's like yes dance your own steps express yourself like individuality you know it's it's about more than that obviously but um just talking about it sounds kind of silly like, yes, you can dance your own steps, but there's more to it than that. And it, it is actually really good. Um, but you want to know something? And I mean, we'll probably go into it more when we talk about the power and the corruption. And clearly, the time in which we're recording. I couldn't help. He goes, I just want to do my own steps. And then there's this part in the movie where there's the rumor that like, oh, the rules are getting rewritten. We might have some new steps that are approved competitive. And I tried to do research. I was like, who? I tried looking up and go, who makes up these rules? My Google search is all whack today. Um, because I just couldn't find it. Because there are, like, you have American ballroom dancing. You have English ballroom dancing. There's so many different things. But, and then I'm thinking about this movie. And then you have President Fife or whatever his name is with his Barry. Trump ass. Uh, yeah, yeah. With his Trump toupee. Yeah. He's like, oh, I make the rules. I, you know, I set everything up. I determine, like, you could dance all you want. I'm going to determine who wins, basically. Um, I was just wondering. I was like, here we go. Another cis white man fucking up with all, making their own rules and bullshit. I was so fucking, I was just, oh, with everything going on in the news, I was just like, fuck. Well, rage. it is rage. 
It is like the like the drama of everything. And I wrote down some things that like when Scott is getting yelled at about, um, you know, dancing his own steps. And he says, like, um, you know, you you're acting above yourself. And, you know, do you think you know better than the people who pass things down before you? Like, you know, what makes you better than your your, um, you know, your like dance ancestors i guess but this also goes into like how we talk about gen z and gen alpha where we you have to appreciate you know they're the ones who are going to save us Mm -hmm. um and here you have but this is you know telling to you know this is the boomers of yore trying to say like how dare you speak against us this is how it was and this is how it always will be god forbid we enact change to make things better but that's us like being deep into it when it's not a deep movie. <laughs> but I guess, you know, it kind of is though. Cause like when Scott's getting yelled at, he's like, you know, it takes two to tango and like you are nothing without your partner. You're nothing without Liz. You know, you have to come to your senses. You'll never win if you dance your own steps. And like, I think that right there, like is the, is the like crushing kind of obstacle that we have to overcome, right? Like if you dance your own steps, you will never win. So it's like a metaphor for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Scott needs to find a partner to dance his own steps with. And of course that is like the rest of the movie, but like, oh, my god i just i just love it i just love all of it so much and like fran i just love fran Um, she like by the end of the movie she was the actual embodiment of the of the flamenco emoji i was like hey she's she's just like all the tropes right she's like she's like a problem with one of the tropes Okay, okay. To, to, uh, I'll start listing them off. You tell me which one. Uh, girl doesn't need her glasses. That she- one! <laughs> I hate that one. As a glasses wearer myself. So can you I dance without them. your glasses? Yeah, can okay. You- <laughs> Never talked about it again. Like, did, we, did we even determine? Is she nearsighted? Is she farsighted? Is this like a Lainey Boggs thing? We know, it's never just, discussed. You look, your eyes are really beautiful. Like, where's Freddie Prince? Please. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's I hate just, that ugh. trope. I hate that trope so much. Why, why can girls only be pretty without their glasses? Without their glasses. Oh, and like, she, she's wearing like big baggy, like oversized clothes <laughs> and her hair's frizzy and her skin is bad and she's not wearing makeup. Shout out 2020. That was me. <laughs> And she well, and she's clumsy. You know, she's like all the tropes, right? All, all the, the tropes, tropes, all the tropes, all the tropes. And then she, so Fran, uh, and and she like can't dance, and she's been there two years, and like, but and she's she, still a beginner. She's still a beginner, yeah. Um, so there's this whole big blowout fight with Liz, right? And Scott and Liz, you know, whatever. And then the the what one of my favorite like scenes happens, right? Like, uh, Scott's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> And Liz is like, I want Ken to walk in here and say his partner broke both her legs and I want to dance with you. And then that happens and the kids are like, well, that was unexpected. Talk about power of manifestation. I love it. I love it. Manifest, manifest it is fantastic. And then, and then she goes, oh, and then Scott does his like sexy, like sexy one man dance in the mirror, right? Very like, like footloose kind yeah. of thing. And, uh, it's so because he's a good dancer. He's got like the small waist and he's in his arms. He's like wah wah wah, and Fran sees him, and Fran's like, 
I want to dance with you. And, like, <laughs> you know, shout out to a woman who, who knows what she wants and, like, goes for it. Because he... He he takes her up on it. He like gives her the time and 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 then we have the montage, right? And then Fran is like, I want to dance your way, which I have kind of a problem with because it's not like it's not like I want to dance like steps we make together. Like right. it's like I want to dance your way. And he's like, right. Oh, I have a partner that wants to dance my way instead. Okay, but that that's just like Well, and and part of that in those training montage, yeah, she's like, and he even said, he goes, if you dance my way, you're not going to win. And she's like, is that about winning? It's not about it's winning. winning. Yeah. Um, but then there was a step that he couldn't do, but she did. And then because of like her cultural background that we later find out, she was like, you know, dancing flamenco. And then he was just thrown off. Like, what what did she just do? And then when he goes to meet her family, he goes, that's where she gets it from, you know, which which I really like. But they kind of wind up integrating that eventually. But I do like like you said, like, I want to dance like you. Shout out to Scott's mom for being like, I've got my happy face on today. Nothing's <laughs> going to bother me today. I do. I do appreciate that. I do understand having to plaster on a happy face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the part where there there was maybe this is just the competitive nature trying to be we're trying to be we're working on that that has been a a lovely work in progress laura is trying to help me with <laughs> is when there there's a part in the movie he's like i don't want to win she's like then what the fuck do you do this for? i do as much as i understand about doing something for what you love i do i do understand the point and she's like well well then what is it for like why why are we because from a financial perspective, there are certain activities that are, you know, where more cost is involved. And ballroom dancing is one of them. It is not a an expensive activity to take on. For real. My next thought was horseback riding. It's also very expensive. I know. I know. Um, we're talking about tropes. We, we should talk about the spotlight trope. Uh, the spotlight is on a lot of characters and like frames a lot of characters in this, which I really love because we have that in Moulin Rouge a lot. And, uh, you know, Scott has his own dance moment. And I really love that his dad also has his own like mirror dance moment. Right. Yeah. When they're, yeah. When they're in the thing. And that... That is very Moulin Rouge. That's like a small scale like Moulin Rouge set right there with the Coca-Cola in the background. Which and- is what I was going to say. Like that was, I picked that up. I go, oh my gosh, it's Coca-Cola. And because we yeah. watched this backwards, who knows what like marketing kind of branding rights were involved as the transition is because we later see both in um, Romeo and Juliet and in Moulin Rouge, it doesn't say Coke, but it says L'Amour in the Coca-Cola font. Yep. But it was, I go, oh my gosh, like, there you know, it it's just an- there's yep. another thing. Yep. Um, we need to talk about, and I don't know if you picked this up, I, and like, shame on me. Well, yeah, just shame on us for like not communicating well this week about it. But did you pick up on this whole montage being a dirty dancing montage? Like, tribute i didn't think of it as dirty dancing i did pick up on the fact i go like in in my notes i go everybody loves a training montage because it's because you know how everybody loves the usually it's like a fight sequence training montage you have it in air of fire you have it in mulan you have it in all these other things and i love it because of all the dance movies i love watching 
it rem- it's the learning the choreo montage. Mm-hmm. You have it in Save the Last Dance and Center Stage, all the step ups. I mean, Dirty Dancing, like you every and probably Footloose. I can't. I haven't watched Footloose in bad years, but every single dancing movie, there's always a dancing, a learn the choreo montage. Just like if you have a makeover uh, trope, <laughs> you have the the outfit montage. <laughs> um, all I could think of is. Remember, I mean, we've said this a million times, not on the podcast, but we've had conversations where you're like, oh, what I would do to just have the talent to sing mm-hmm. and to be a singer. And every time you've said that, I go, well, I'll if if that's your thing, I've always said, I just wish I could dance. Like, let me dance like Nesta Archeron, com- like commanding the room. I'll be your backup dancer for life. She'll be singing. <laughs> I'll be in the back. It'll be fine. I just, there, there's such an expressiveness that comes with dancing. <laughs> I'm just going to live vicariously through film. Oh, it's so, you know, I think I, I want somebody else to watch this because I, after having like made Jessica watch it, I don't know anybody else that's seen this, but um, I think they pulled like shots like straight shots from Dirty Dancing and like recreated them for this, like shoes oh. and like some of the stepping and some of the like, <gasps> oh, the, some of this parts. And like, like when they were in the black shoes, and yeah, then and, yeah, they, you like, think of like baby with the white kids, yeah, okay, like, yeah, and like the, the stepping that they're doing, right, and right, then right. and then like the form and like keep it tight here, and right, up, right, right, and yeah, and like I, I feel like it is just so similar to Dirty Dancing that. It had to have been like something, and of course, like time after time is playing during that too. Like, and even in the beginning, where like first you have the actual time after time, and then there was the piano version, the of instrumental. Time after time. Yeah, just like ah, I loved that so much. And again, it's another one of Baz's tricks of using modern, like popular music and integrating it. I just, he's just wonderful. He's just wonderful. Oh, it's, it's just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then of course, during all of this, Fran's outfits get tighter. Like she gets, you know, and like. She's and, getting and, more confident. Yeah. Her body is moving. Like mm-hmm. she's just like in it. And like Scott's a good, really good dancer. So he's like in it too. And he has to say like, you know, it's the dance of love. We have to pretend that we're in love. We're not actually in love. And Fran's like, yeah, but it's also like, yo. But it also makes makes sense when you think of all these dancer couples yeah that like that you know that just you have to have such a connection physically as well to know your partner's body when you when when you you dance when you perform and it makes sense the first time i watched this i was like why is sam or why is scott's mom so mean to yes the dad like, right. Like, why? Of course, we find out at the end. Like, But I feel like that was almost a double twist. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like a double twist. But it was like, because um, she's like, stop shuffling, you stupid man. And like, you know, like she she's just like, she's so mean to him all the time. And he's such yeah. a sweet kind of like quiet man. And just like, oh, like, I feel really bad for him. So Tina Sparkle. Tina Sparkle. I, <laughs> I, I love Tina Sparkle. Um. I feel like now's a good time to mention the mantra. The mantra kind of in this movie that is very similar to Moulin Rouge. Again, uh, the mantra here is, Jess, you wrote it down. Oh, uh, a life lived in fear is a life half lived. Yes. So we get that with Fran and her grandma and we get it in Spanish, right? And then we get it in English. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mantra of the movie. And again, very, very similar to Moulin Rouge. We love it. We love it for for that. We love it for this. Were you expecting this whole backstory with Fran and her family? No, I just, I just thought it was an overprotective Spanish family with their eldest daughter. I'm like, same. And then she's like sneaking off at night. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, you know, you do what you do to just like survive uh, <laughs> so i i just thought that that's what she was doing and then when there was when she was going to the competition she would just goes like your dad or to class to, to the private lessons it wasn't even the competition yet um he goes you need to be back here for like the family party and she's like i'm gonna uh, oh mom i'm gonna go out and she's like your dad's on his way home so if you're gonna get like get now <laughs> Because then you find out that her family were ballroom dancers, too, or, like, flamenco dancers. And, like, oh, the, okay. So the whole dancing situation. So we have Tina Sparkle. Let's, okay, let's talk about Tina Sparkle. Tina Sparkle, first of all, fantastic name. I love the name Tina Sparkle. Um, her exhibition dance that she does with her partner that they show, like, in flashes, like, very briefly, in, in that, like, fruit bikini, mm. I was just like, oh, my God, this woman is gorgeous. Like... You have to look past the crazy 90s hair. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the, it's, like, blue frosted eyeshadow and, like, blue mascara, like... <laughs> I didn't know, again, if it was a dramatization of what they were trying to portray, because that some of the makeup and the cakiness of the eyeshadow, remember that Maybelline dream mat from the 90s that was all cakey or like the dollar store makeup when you got to play dress up? That's what I felt like. like, The the, the chalky pink lipstick that we would, that apparently we all thought complimented each other. Yeah. Oh my God. But I also I also feel that, though, because, like, you know, you start off fresh in a competition, mm-hmm. but, like, oh. you're there all day, you know? Mm. So, like, by the end of the day, like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel – and I feel like um, it shows them, like, getting there, and then it shows them, like, dancing, and then it shows them afterwards. So it, it kind of is realistic. Also, as long as you're bringing that up, it, everyone looks very, like, wet and, like, sweaty and, like mm-hmm. – yeah. Like oily, right? Kind of, but like that's kind of of the times back then. Well, not just like, not just that they're dancing. Like you said, it's a full day of competition. Spotlights are on them. That it's not just, oh, we're, I feel like in those instances, that was accurately portrayed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, um, okay. I love Fran's family scene, this whole scene. Where, um, oh, Scott, yes. yeah, where like Scott, so Fran and Scott have had this fight about Tina Sparkle and, uh, uh, Scott like runs to her house and like her dad is there and her dad is like this angry protective dad. Also very handsome, very handsome yeah. man. Like, mm. uh, and, uh, and he's like, who is this? Is this your dancing partner? He's like, well, what, you know, what is the dance that you dance at night? So it's like a riddle, right? Right. right? right, and, right. and Scott like reads the room. He's like, uh, Paso Doble. Right, you know, and of course they laugh Scott like off the stage, right? They're like, "Oh my god!" Well, I like they're like, "Okay, you you know Paso Doble? Like, let's do the pat. Yeah, like let's let's see, let's see this dance you've been practicing with my daughter." Yeah, for real. So like Scott goes first. Terrible. (laughs) Well, he well, mm, is it terrible? Yes. However, it is the Paso Doble that has been 
and sh- he has been instructed through these white people. White people. Teaching him. So is it the pasta doble from them? Yes. Is it the pasta doble known for love and connection from a, 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 like a Spanish background? Absolutely not. No. No. Oh, my God. So this whole pasta doble sequence, you can tell, is Roxanne. It is it is it is know, where Roxanne came from. Some of the shots so are the I same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything. Yes, keep going. I'm sorry. I just yeah. Roxanne is one of the best performances of cinematic yeah. history of all time. Yeah, and, and like you can see, like this is where it was like like formed, right? Like, mm-hmm. and 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 this is really beautiful because you have like the dad and he's doing the pasta doble. And it's it's very like um, the tension and like the, you know it's exactly how it's supposed to be and and the heels and the shoes and he comes out with the the jacket. The bolero, and, like, oh, oh, it's amazing, right? Well, and I then, want that bolero. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And then the grandma teaches Scott, right? So then, like, grandma, like, takes him aside. He's like, where do you feel the rhythm? And Scott's like, I feel the rhythm in my feet. And he's like, no, you need to feel it, like, in your heart, right? And she starts, like, like, like you know, feel the rhythm. Don't be afraid. You know, the mantra, the mantra. Um, and then Scott has a really fantastic, like, white girl Scarlett Johansson, like, moment. <laughs> did you do? Did you, like? No, I didn't you didn't you didn't notice that no. scott scott is surrounded by like all of uh fran's family and he's just like spinning in circles like this and he's just like <laughs> hey, and he's having the time of his life right and it's it's so funny my note actually says scott white girl dancing spinning <laughs> he's just like your notes are always like top notch oh it's amazing DHL, white girl dancing and then, um, and then Scott has a really great moment later on, and, and it reminded me right, right to Moulin Rouge. Scott goes like, "I don't care about dancing the steps," and it it reminded me of um, she doesn't know. love you. Yeah, in my notes it says, "Is this problematic?" Because Scott is learning the like authentic dance from like Fran's family like and he, as like a white boy is this like him being embraced by like like are you asking is it cultural appropriation or a cultural appreciation I don't know I don't know what I'm asking like in in like a 2021 lens like watching this I was like oh. what is this like I don't think it's bad as and I feel like I can I can speak to this because of like first generation American here. I wasn't offended. That doesn't mean there aren't people with this, you know, and, and I'm first generation American from like and my great grandparents are from Spain. So like I'm not far removed where it's like, oh, they came over in fourteen hundreds. No, it's nothing like that. Um so I, I wasn't offended. That doesn't mean there might be people who aren't but there is an appreciation for i mean think about you have so many diverse mixed relationship couples where they're going to other family they're learning about their significant other's family and their cultural background and understanding it and appreciating it i just i didn't i didn't get any appropriation vibes from this but it's ballroom dancing at the same time where you have multiple styles of dancing it's not just the waltz you have you know or the foxtrot or the jive you do have 
flamenco and the paso and the and samba and salsa. I mean, you have so many dances that are part of the you know ballroom dance community as long as they're being appreciated correctly and not mocked i think that's maybe where some of the standards come from the rules i don't know i don't please if you're listening i hope we're not offending you we're we're trying we're just (laughs) we're trying here uh, I bring that up because the, at the end of this, um, you know, training montage that we have with the dad and Scott, um, he embraces Scott and, and then Fran and Scott kiss, right? They have their moment. And then we learn, right? We have all the drama going on behind the scenes. We have all the Barry Fife drama and the partner drama and um, everything the going miscommunication on. trope. Yeah, that- <laughs> all, all of that, all of that going on. So what we learn is like the first twist in all of this is we learn that Scott's dad was one of the greatest like dancers that ever like uh, existed. And we don't know like why or like what's going on with him, but he has this whole like backstory and like to dance his own steps. Okay. We know this. Um, his whole like flashback where like the actors were like in the weird makeup. I was just like, oh my god, I can't, like, I can't look at them. It, it felt is very like, was it was it in that mimey makeup to sh- like try to show this is the past, like this is a flashback? I think so. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, oh my god, it was just, it was just so like freaking wild. I don't, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So we have manipulation by Mr. Barry Fife going on here. So Barry tells Scott that. um the reason that, uh, what, 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 what is it? it? I almost would say like, oh, you know, the reason your parents are so passionate about dancing is because they were this, they used to be basically this, the, like the ballroom dancing couple. And well, this is what Barry Fife is telling Scott. And that's why they're so passionate about him following the steps and not doing his like doing the conventional steps and not doing his own because his dad wound up wanted to do his own and he did it in a competition and they lost the competition and that's why there the, there is a strained relationship on his parents marriage because his dad Barry's telling Scott his dad went off the rails and now you're going off the rails and you're following like that's why they're just putting so much pressure on you. So that's what Barry is telling Scott. And Scott is like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't realize that this was this whole history. If I'd known, this is so much bigger than me. So. Oh, and he's also saying, and your father would really want you to win this because like, right. he didn't win it. So you should win it for him. Well, yeah, it's yeah. for them. Like, do it for them. Yeah. So like, so like, you know, come back and, and you know, come back with Liz, your partner, because Liz now, his uh, first original partner, has been dropped by Ken. And Ken has now uh, taken Tina Sparkle because there's all this drama behind the scenes. And it's so fantastic. <laughs> When she said, <laughs> I didn't realize that she was dropped as partner. In my head, she goes, Ken dropped me. I thought he physically dropped her in one of their lifts. And and follow with me here. And then I thought, oh my gosh, no wonder she's crying. No wonder she wants to come back here because 
part of the relationship with a dancing couple is trust. And if you can't trust your partner not to drop you, then that's not going to be a solid. Re- I literally thought of it as a technical thing, not not just like I said, no, oh, like, oh, I'm letting although, you go. You know, that's a fair point, because uh, subtly, well, I guess, like, not super subtly, but like. The, the backstory with Ken is that, like, he's a raging alcoholic, right? So it could go. Yeah. So <laughs> he could, he could have dropped her. Um, and I, he's a raging alcoholic and he drinks like constantly. He's like sweaty all the time and like, you know, he's like dizzy all the time. Um, but everybody loves him and he's been a champion for a long time and he owns like a jacuzzi store. <laughs> well, and then he, be, even though when he started drinking, like when it was just becoming apparent when he was competing that he was drunk and Liz would even call him out on it, he knew the backstory of everything being corrupt and, you know, everything just being manipulated. He knew he was always going to win. So it didn't matter to him. He goes, he even knew anything could happen and we're still winning. So I don't know why you're so worked up about this. Yeah. Like, and that, and that speaks to the corruption and all the like politics going on behind the stage. And it, and it's all, it's also fantastic. Like it's, it's all great. It's a very drama, like very high drama, right? Oh, it's just oh, it's so good. And, um, uh, Barry whispers a line that really stuck with me. He says to Scott, he goes, trust in the Federation. And like, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, red flag. No, no, I will That's not. That's some Hail Hydra shit. Yeah, I will not be trusting in the Federation. But it's all about like conformity and like stay in line and, you know, all, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, just so and then and then. Finally, we get some communication. We get some communication between Scott and his dad. And his dad has to, like, actually scream at Scott and be like, pay attention to me. I need to talk to you. And we find out that Barry Fife convinced Scott's mother to dance with Les during that competition. So um, his count, so the story that Barry was telling Scott wasn't true. It wasn't true. Yeah, it never happened. Uh, Doug never danced in that and, and his mother and Les lost. They lost anyway and it was the end anyway. And they lost doing the conventional, conventional steps. steps. So right. they were trying to make it this whole like, you can't march to the beat of your own drum, basically. And this is what's going to happen. And he goes, you followed the rules and you still lost. It was never about the steps. Yep. It was never about, and then we get the whole like, uh, reminder that like, you know, like fear, like don't be fear, you know, whatever. And then, and then we get the end scene, the end dance, which I watch over and over again on YouTube. I, that scene, I had to put it in notes. I go, I didn't realize it till I don't remember at which part in that those end scenes where I'm like, I just had this like shit eating grin on my face. I had, I was like, my cheeks hurt. And then I realized. I was smiling so big in this scene. It's so wonderful. I had chills. I had chills when they start when for like who they doesn't love clapping? The slow clap. Who doesn't love first it starts off as a slow clap. And then when everybody started getting into it, you realized it was the you it was the, the clapping of that that happened at her the in feet, her backyard yeah, her with backyard the flamenco. With the and this, uh, it was so it was so good and then when because obviously they were dancing and they cut the music and they kind of just froze and then they tossed him her dad's bolero amazing it was so 
Amazing. It's so good, right? And then he does that he does and then she's like standing there and then they do the the beautiful it's beautiful dance. Like, oh my god, it's just it's show stopping. It's fantastic. Like, oh my god. What is it like to have talent? Right. And you know, I I mean, and this is just gonna speak to our privilege that we've had the opportunity to see flamenco dancers live. And I, I mean, I think anybody can say experiencing anything live as opposed to just watching it, it, it translates so differently because you could watch it all you want. And then when you see a live performance like that, you go, oh, I thought I was moved before. You feel you physically feel it in the floor because wherever you're seeing a flamenco performer perform, the, the floor is shaking because those are steps of passion, of emotion, because you can't you can't take on that that dance, whether it's flamenco or paso casually. It's it's so incredibly powerful. And like the, the focus like on their faces and like the lines and the lighting and just, oh, my God, it's so it's so fantastic. And then like Liz gets redemption. She like turns the music back on and then like everybody starts to like come. And, and Jez, we get our happily ever after. You know I love a happily ever after. And like the curtains close and like that's the end. And it's so good. It's beautiful, but it's elaborate. It's simple, but it has like a deep message. I also like how concise it is. If you think of it from a technical standpoint, the movie is only an hour and 35 minutes with credits. So without credits, it was at an hour 30. And I just really appreciate it. I feel like, and maybe part of it's because, you know, going to the theater is so expensive right now. You might as well get your money's worth. You know, I better be, you know, if I'm going to be spending $26 on a Friday night at the AMC in Times Square, I, I better be in my seat for longer than 90 minutes. So, but that wasn't the case back in the 90s. So, I, so, but everything, it just kind of, you know, when you watch movies now, where you're like, you could have cut a lot out. We didn't need that extra half hour or something. So I liked that it, you know, beginning, middle, end, communication, miscommunication, plot device, climax, problem. You got everything and it was all done in 90 minutes. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It is. It is. It's like rising action. It's like climax. And like, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all there. It's all there. And we have our funny, like sidekicks, right? Like, um, the best friend. And, you know, we have, we have all these characters. We have the kids. Um, oh, the kids, you know, uh, I, I do you remember, you know, who the kids reminded me of? And maybe, do you, you know, the movie Cry Baby with Johnny Depp? No. Oh my God. It's so good. You've got something on me. I have not. No. It's like, it's very, it's like, um, it's very campy. And it's like a, it's almost like a, like a grease satire, if you will. Yeah. But it's Johnny Depp playing basically a T-bird. I love it. I love it already. It's one of my favorite movies already. (laughs) And the girl, I always related to the girl that he liked because she was like she was the girl in the poodle skirt but she always didn't hang out like she was trying to date the you know the jock but she she wasn't about the jock she was just like basically the poodle skirt girl with a leather coat like a leather jacket like that's me i always say that i'd be the poodle skirt girl at the stones concert like i wasn't at the beatles 
So, okay, so we love this movie, right? Like, yes. this is a fun movie. It's a good movie. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. I wish it's definitely a movie that I feel like you can't conv- I mean, maybe you, you clearly can. Um, I don't have the persuasive technique to make somebody watch this on their own, but this is a movie where I would, I was thinking about that at the end of, after I finished it, I go, I could comfortably say like, you know what? I could, I want to suggest a movie to watch with my family. You know, or like, oh, let's if you don't know what to put on, like, oh, let's watch this movie from 92 or, you know, I could comfortably. But you have to sit somebody down and make them watch it. I don't think anybody's going out of their way. Case in point, me uh, to to watch a movie from 92. I feel like the only movies that people are still watching from the 90s are Terminator. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. And, and you know, it's not an easy movie to to watch, actually. What how did think? you how did you watch it? Like what format? Like like how? Like physically? I watched on Amazon Prime. Oh that Amazon was the Prime. only place that had it. Yeah. I wound up finding it. I found a different link and it brought me to this <laughs> that that's, was a that's mess. crazy. I ended up watching it on Apple. Oh. Oh, I don't have Apple. Was yeah. it on Apple, I guess? Did you have to rent it? I or? rented it. Yeah, I rented okay. it. Yeah, I rented uh, it. Yeah, and like I think it's on like YouTube. You could like browse for it. It's not. It's not just like out there. You have to like look for it. Like Netflix doesn't have it. Like it's just, it's just one of those yeah, things. None of the typical streaming services like have, have it, it. Yeah. because even I remember initially when we were looking to see how to view it. We're both in the U.S. right now, and the link that I had said not available in my country, but the link that was bringing Laura to it, she goes. What are you talking about? What country? Are yeah, you? where are you? It says like passion flicks. It's on passion flicks. Like, the fuck? Okay. Yeah, you, you asked. You asked me. Go. Do you have passion flicks? Like, why would I have passion flicks? So, because JLA has one of her movies there, and I go, did not watch that movie. I read the books, <laughs> and that's what we'll say on that. And that that's that on that. Uh, yeah. So you have to kind of hunt for this movie, but I would say absolutely worth it. I would say especially on like a big TV on in like like H like wouldn't that be beautiful that with be all nice. the colors? And I like, feel like that with any Baz film. Though. Yeah, like I've been watch. I didn't watch it on my TV. I watched it on my computer, and that that's how I watched. <laughs> that's yeah. how I watch most of my movies. I don't have Apple TV like the device that can transmit it. Yeah, I feel like it would be really, really lovely on a big, giant TV, especially the, like, close-ups of the faces and stuff. I don't know. It would be fantastic. Uh, love this movie. Absolutely fantastic. Favorite moment is the Pasa Doble with uh, the family, and mm-hmm. I love the end scene. I love the montage with Dirty Dancing. I love all the tropes. Uh, I have no complaints about this movie. I will just, like, scream to the stars that everybody needs to watch it. Well, and... There are still no complaints because I went to Rotten Tomatoes and it's at 91% both for like audience and critics, which I was very surprised to see such a high critic review rating from Rotten Tomatoes just because critics tend to be a little bit more, have more critique, if you will, than an audience review. And it it raved. I mean, out of Cannes Film Festival when it debuted or premiered, um, it had a 15-minute standing ovation. I like, saw it that. Was, it was a 15-minute standing ovation. Like, it, it, it had a midnight screening. People stayed. You know, it's midnight. If, if this movie is done at 1.30 or, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm done. You're lucky I didn't fall asleep in your movie. And then you stay for 15 minutes. And at that moment, um, in the, the EW interview, um, 
they were t- they brought that point up because I guess there's a special edition of Strictly Ballroom and there was like a, a director commentary, if you will. And they bring up the director commentary saying in that moment, somebody came up to Baz, like one of the security or something. And they said, Monsieur, your life will never be the same again. And in, in, in that moment, because this was his first directorial debut, he goes, and it really hasn't because here he was talking to Entertainment Weekly on his project with the great Gatsby, you know, so and everything that he's accomplished since then. I'm just so happy about all of it. I'm so happy that like we are, we got to see it and like we're sharing it with everybody and it's just underrated. It's absolutely underrated. And you know what I like, you know how E, the the cable network, they'll do, um, you know, on weekends or at night, they'll be like movies that you love if they're not doing a marathon and then next thing you know they're just showing 27 dresses 18 times a week i feel like this is but it's one but it's also those you know rom-com chick flicks whatever um movies that you kind of have as you know them by heart but you still keep them on in the background while you're doing mundane tasks around the house this is one of those movies where i feel like you can keep it on in the background and can always play and not necessarily be sucked in and you can always like uh, glance away and look back and it's always something like new and like eye catching mm-hmm. and like something's going on. Yeah, no, it's it's exactly like that. And it's just I just adore the order that we went in so that we can yeah. see everything that he did and his growth as like a director and just as like a vision and like what he can do with like different budgets and like to hit yeah. different audiences and like. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. More people need to see it. Um, I also Googled like reviews and stuff. And like, as you said, people just like have nothing negative to say. They're like, you know, it, it's like, it's good. It's good. Which is so crazy to me that it's just so vastly different where it's such this, it's, let me, let me try to pull my words together. It's crazy to me. That the critics and the reviews were so vastly different between Strictly Ballroom and Moulin Rouge when they're so similar. And I think it's a perfect example of people who review. It's just, it's their opinion. And there's different people reviewing. People's opinions were different in the 90s, just like people's different opinions then and now it's it's just always changing and i think that's that you know yeah, as somebody it, who works yeah. in entertainment it's frustrating there's certain things where you're like oh well it wasn't wrong there and there's other things where you're just like oh that was a little that was a little rough you know that makes sense like times change right between right. like 92 and when moulin rouge came out and like um you know the 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 context of everything is different and like just the vibe is different and and yeah and also like this was his first as you said his first uh film and he won awards for this and he mm-hmm. got prestige for this and and this was his like kicking off point and and I'm so glad which is to have all those awards and be where he is today how does nobody reference it? I well, maybe maybe people do, and I just am not caught up on you know his, his, what's being discussed about him. But I just feel like whenever he has a new project, this is never referenced. No, I don't. I don't think so. I I maybe 
I, I feel like the only time it's referenced is when they talk about, quote unquote, the Red Curtain trilogy. Maybe. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, but I feel like it, it stands on its own. And, and mm-hmm. as you said, I know it's not a musical. And it's more like a, it's more of a dance movie, but like, uh, those movies that like play all the time, like burlesque, I feel oh, like there's like yes. a, there's like 10 movies or so that like play all the time. Like, as you said, that could be included. This movie could be included and that would mm-hmm. be one of them. So I'd be like, what? Save the last dance, center stage, burlesque, strictly ballroom, Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge, step up. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Dirty Dancing. Oh, definitely Dirty Dancing. Footloose. Footloose. Flash Dance. Yeah. Striptease. The one with Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. I've only seen bits and pieces of that. I haven't seen it in its entirety. Oh, I think it was too mature for me. I think it was a ch- Like, I know I was a child, but I think I was too young. It is fantastically awful. It is just so gloriously terrible. It's That's just, the one where uh, she basically kills the girl, right? Yeah, so for oh, her spot. yeah, for her spot. It's just, oh my god. I feel I feel like that's something that like we need to like <laughs> have a group of us together and like all sit down and watch that. I think we'd love that. Um so let's let's not let's not let's not ramble. Um Jess, final thoughts on this movie. Do we love? We love. We love. Yeah, we I have love. Nothing nothing I, there's nothing negative to say. My only critique was that I just, and it's not a critique on Baz. It's just like, it's a critique on the trope. I hate that the girl is only pretty without her glasses trope because I have a lot of cool freaking glasses and I think I look great in them. So. <laughs> I also have like nothing negative to say. The I, I bring up the like the whole like white man you know embracing like the culture thing and like that that whole situation you know you're gonna say about them like running the world but also also white men running the world and like (laughs) taking over and like is this this is her like coming into this like white cult this like this like um this very niche like white cultural thing and like kind of taking over and like dancing her dance and like you know the, all of that like I can see through a 2021 lens how people would be upset about that but like we're pointing it out please do your own research but I love this movie I would love to talk about this movie okay yeah I, I'm done I'm done someone watch yeah. this so we can <laughs> talk in the comments about this it's just so beautiful. Maybe Laura persuades you all to to watch it because she's gonna do, she's a she's the one who gets me to do everything. <laughs> so I'm getting she's I, a pusher. Ugh. She's like Tina Fey. I'm a, I'm pusher. a pusher. I push. People. I push people. <laughs> no, um, Jess is gonna come visit me, and I have a bunch of movies lined up that we will be watching, and we will do something with them somehow. But it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Jess, what's your favorite moment? Oh, the Paso. Paso. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Just, just making any, sure. Like just anything involved with them and learning and the family and, and you, you know the the bolero tossing, like the passing of the. Fo- you know where I stand with that. Um, I thought that was just really sweet. Yeah, I I loved it. And li- listen, listen to Laura, everybody. Like she's <laughs> that's a, I think that's just really you know. We've been doing this for a long time. I've said it once. I've said I'll say it again. You know, if I just listened to Laura in the first place. <laughs> no, don't no, don't listen to me. My opinions are garbage. Everything I say is trash. Um I I really do hope that somebody like talks to us in the comments about this. Um I would just love to really get into it. It is just really beautiful and I cannot 
talk about Boz enough. One of my favorite directors. In case you were wondering, one of my other favorite directors is Wes Anderson. So in case anyone was going to ask that. The only thing I know about Wes Anderson is when people say, it's a Wes Anderson film. That's all I got. <laughs> That's the extent. Oh, boy. Are we jumping <laughs> off into Wes Anderson? Oh, Lord. So feel free to follow us on our socials. Um, Laura's on TikTok at Acafe Laura. I'm uh, at Acafe Jessica on TikTok as well. We also have our Instagram, Acafe Podcast. You'll, you know, feel free to keep up with us there. Thing. And if you feel, you know, generous, feel free to leave us a review. So we appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hearing us ramble. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.